Hello and welcome to this Tax Account Podcast. Today we'll be speaking to Stephen Poole of Valued Accountancy. So stay tuned for some interesting listening. Stephen, thanks very much for joining us today uh, for this Tax Account Podcast. This is the second instalment and this is uh, Stephen Poole from Valued Accountants. Stephen, if you'd just like to uh, introduce yourself a little bit for us, please. Hi everyone, thank you very much Matt, thank you very much uh, to everyone at TaxCalc for the, the kind invitation. As Matt alluded to there, I'm the, the founder and CEO of Valued, uh, based up in the northeast of England. Um, we have around about 600 limited companies we look after and around about a thousand personal tax returns now. Awesome. And we've come up to see you before, uh, Stephen, you've got some beautiful offices up there up north, but uh, I guess you're not in them at the moment. We're not, we're not. I was like, just as you were asking that question, I was sniggering at myself thinking, yeah, it feels like the last time I was in them was the time that you were up there as well, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I've not been anywhere near the office in nine weeks, I think it is now, yeah. Um, so we, we closed the office just before the announcement. I think it was the morning of the announcement we took the decision. And then that was it. We were closed. Um, obviously... Boris and the government have turned around and said you can start open off open up office space, but we took the decision that actually it's still not the right thing for us to do. They have asked that we still work from home where possible, um, and we're going to try and work at home as as long as we can. Um, I've got lots of views which I'm more than happy to share about my my view in the future of where we'll actually have office space and things like that. But yeah, I haven't been anywhere near my office for nine weeks now. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's it's really interesting because you're seeing all these um, fintech companies and all these companies over in Silicon Valley now saying that, you know, even when lockdown has lifted, they're still going to continue with this working from home. So do you think that's quite similar for how how you foresee the future? Yeah, 100%. I think that's a great question. And I think it's a question that a lot of employees are going to ask of their employers when they do go back. Because what we're seeing is actually let's use me as, as an example one of my biggest motivation i imagine like many of the listeners is their family i want to spend time with my wife with my two daughters with lucy and jessica that's so so important to me my commute is 30 minutes away it's not too far 30 minutes there 30 minutes back five times a week that's the best part of a working day gone on travel time actually i don't want to do that anymore so we actually put a, a a survey out a poll out to our team and said right what would you like to happen and um, let's assume that boris can give us all that magic job or whatever we need the injection just to to say that we can go back to work and everyone's all right let's assume that that's happened what would you like to do do you want to work from the constant office do you want to work from the newcastle office given the choice because some people are closer to one office than the other um do you want to work set days in the office and set days at home or do you want to work at home exclusively? 75% of my team, which is a big number, said that they want to work either at home exclusively or work set days from the office and set days at home. That to me is, that that's transformational in my opinion, because I think that's what we're going to see when a lot of office-based staff go back to work. They are going to be saying to the, their bosses that actually they don't want to have to do that commute every day. They don't want to have to go into work every day. And to be brutally honest, why do we need to go into the office every single day? As I say, Valued and me and my team have all worked at home from the last nine weeks. The only thing that we're missing, the social interaction. Yeah, that's mm. the biggest thing that we are missing. 
But apart from that, we're not really missing that much. What I can also tell you, Matt, is before coronavirus, I was looking to take additional space on in that office space that you've been to there. Um, but actually what I've done is I now uh, said I'm not interested in the additional space and I'm just going to work from home. Mm, yeah. I mean, what, what really surprised me that it took something like coronavirus to, to force this on us. But but now that this has happened, everyone is thinking more about the freedom and, and you know, that, that work-life balance because it allows us to take that, that, that step toward a more, you know, fair, more equal work-life balance. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think work-life balance, it's a, uh, it, for a lot of us, it's a myth. It's something that we read in the books. It's things that we hear on the podcasts, we view online and all these sort of things. And all of us want a better work-life balance. But actually, I think it's a generational thing as well, where if we look at the likes of my, my parents, my grandparents, they went to work. And actually, the next generation coming through now, those guys want to spend time with their friends. They want to spend time with the family. And I think I'm, I'm 44. I sound like a right old what's it at this point. But I think I'm halfway between where actually I'm saying, you know what, I want to spend time with my family, but at the same time, I feel compelled to go to the office. Coronavirus, uh, coronavirus COVID-19, has given me that kick up the backside to say, you don't have to keep on doing things the way that you've always done. You can work from home. You can have that flexibility. Let's just say this morning, um, I've, what I've done is the last nine weeks, I've, I've pretty much been in this my living room. Yeah, it's a room in the house that I never, ever used. Uh, it's, if I spin the computer around, you can see the kids' kitchen and all that sort of stuff, all the toys, all of that side. Um, that's great. That's what this room was. I never came in here. Now this has become my office. Today I actually said, you know what, it's a nice sunny day outside. I'm going to go and sit and work outside. Um, and the only reason I've come inside was to record uh, this, this session because I wanted a little bit of peace and quiet, hopefully not have the kids running past and things like that. But other than that, actually, that gives me flexibility. And I think that's the important thing. When you talk about work-life balance, it actually comes into the flexibility of actually being able to do what you want to do at a time that's convenient for us as a business, but also for me as an individual. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on something there, which which is very important. You know, it is to do with, you know, the age. So people now are coming, uh, growing into a world where the technology is there to allow them to work from home. So if you'd like to just uh, just talk a bit about, you know, your, your work from home habits, what kind of equipment are you using? What kind of software are you using? And, ha- and how's that made this easier for you as a team? Yeah, so at Value, we've been really fortunate. Um, we took the decision, I think it was two years ago-ish, um, that we wouldn't have any desktop computers in the office. Um, everyone would have a, a, a laptop. Uh, some were on Mac, some were on PC. Again, it came down to preference. Our person use a, use a Mac. Um, but what I've actually done is I've got a, an iMac at home, a, like the, the big Mac things. Um, so I've got one of those dual screen fitted up here. Um, all we've done is we said to the team, if you want to take dual screens home to work from home, you can. If you want to leave them in the office and just do that. Typically in the office, we have three screens on the go. Um, we had some spare screens, so we just said, give them to the team to here work from home. Other than that, the only other problem that we had was the telephone system. Um, we thought that we were pretty, well, I thought that I'd future-proof the telephone system because everybody could work from home, everyone could have access, you could transfer the calls, everything would be fine. But the only bit I didn't realize at the time was I need somebody in the office to press transfer. 
Ah. And that's what it came down to. I was like, no, seriously? You are joking. But I went off to the guys who look after our telephone systems, and three hours later, they had upgraded our system. I think it cost about £300. Um, so now every bit of uh, well, the call goes directly through to my iPad, my mobile, or my desktop. It doesn't make a difference. I can transfer between the three. So if I want to take a call in the office, and how many of us have done this in the past, I'm just heading out, ring me on the car, uh, ring me on the mobile in a minute. Actually, I can just transfer the call straight to my mobile and vice versa. Um, so it gives us lots of flexibility. That's cost me additional, I think it's £6 a month, something like that per user. So it's not an expensive bit of kit that I've had to, to sign up for. Um, other than that, everything we use is in the cloud. Yeah. So we are very fortunate. What I do also know, though, is I took a... And we might come on to a question like this later on, I would imagine, but we took a new member of staff on in April. Um, it's, and also a new practice. We acquired a new practice at the same point. Um, and I remember the guy, Michael, who we were taking on from the other accountancy practice, he actually rang me and said, look, I've been put on gardening leave, um, not because I've done anything wrong, but actually I haven't got the technology for me to be able to work from home. This is a big firm based in the city centre of Newcastle. It's a firm that I actually looked up to and respected. It's It's been there for a lot of years. And actually what we found was that a lot of their staff had been furloughed straight away because they didn't have the work. Um, uh, Michael joined us. He's not been to the office other than for the interview. And chances are he's actually going to pass his probationary period before he goes to the office, which is, that takes a little bit to get your head around. But actually... It's the new way of working. I think it's the new normal that everyone's talking about is what will the new normal look like? To me, as business owners, as advisors, as accountants, this is the moment when we can actually take that step back and either look at our internal systems internally for our business and say, what do we need to do that will make us different, that will actually make our life better, but also make the life of our team better as well. Yeah, because ultimately, I think you are going to have a lot of business owners out there and a lot of employees um, are going to say, you know what, I've worked from home for X amount of months, or why do I suddenly want to come to the office? Are you going to have people that have been sadly furloughed, and actually they're going to have find it really difficult to get up and go to the office? Yeah, it's things like that are a, a bit of a challenge, even down to the commute. As I said, my, my commute's normally an hour a day. Now it's 13 steps walking down the stairs. So... Um just uh, in just in terms of software, then Stephen. Um, so so you're uh, you're completely cloud based in terms of software. I know that you're Zero and you're a tax cloud, uh, cloud connect now. Um, so <clears throat> the transition, I guess, in terms of software has been been very little. The only big uh, big problem for you there was the telephone system. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Everything we do on Zero on Receipt Bank, it's it's totally cloud. And when we very first spoke to the, the guys at TaxCalc, they told us about Cloud Connect. And it was a case of, yes, it, it, we had to do that. I don't see the point of going on to TaxCalc and not doing the Cloud Connect, in my opinion. Um, it was a natural extension of everything else that we do, uh, just to allow us to, to be able to work from home. So I guess on that vein, then, you've got no internal servers that you're having to maintain. Uh, I tell a lie. Actually, I alluded to it there. I've actually acquired a practice. Um, oh yes, and the practice that yeah, the practice that I acquired actually uses tax cut as well, right? Happy days, brilliant, everything was fine, no problems in my head. Little did I know they didn't have Cloud Connect. Ah, all of their data is on their server. Yeah, now the guys at tax cut, I spoke to, um, I think I can't remember whether it was yourself or Daryl. Um, I spoke to him and said, look, we've got a problem here. We need to go from 
server to our cloud connect you guys just took care of all of it for us yeah so that it worked like a dream there was no issues whatsoever there so technically yes i do have a server if anybody wants an expensive uh, door opener something like that just let me know i'll certainly send it down i'll wipe it and send it down to somebody because going to cost me money to get rid of it i don't need that server and i don't want that server yeah it's, it's just an ex additional expense that i don't see the point of right now <laughs> well i'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of the tax scout customers will be really interested to hear your uh, your thoughts on servers there Steve. <laughs> um okay so just get on to your your clients a little bit so i, I mean talking i know we've spoken quite a bit over the last couple of weeks about your uh, facebook groups and what have you and and what you're doing to try and help your clients but what what are the big key challenges that you're seeing that are coming up at the moment and and how is it you're planning uh, to to counter those and, and you know help make your clients lives easier at the moment yeah so one of the first things that we did um i remember sitting up at the office and watching the the announcements uh, coming through i uh, actually i stood at the the boardroom table i watched the announcement and the chancellor was saying right we're going to start to um offer the ability to furlough and we're going to have the the initial loans and all of this other stuff coming out and there was just so much noise so much excitement so much disbelief so much everything yeah and i actually remember standing up at that point and actually clapping my hands and thinking wow you've just saved so many clients businesses as a result of the initial announcements that were made time will tell all the best things or not but yeah i remember at that that one point but i also remember looking down and seeing my phone and my phone was just buzzing it had calls coming in it had texts coming in i got went into my emails and I had 20, 30 emails. I had WhatsApp messages. I had Facebook messages. It was just coming from everywhere. And I remember thinking, oh my heavens, how the heck do I deal with this? I've already said we've got a lot of clients that we look after. How do I get this message out to all clients quickly? So one of the things that we decided very, very quickly as a, as a, a senior management team was to set up a community. Something that we wanted to do for a long time, we just never got round to it for a multitude of reasons. Uh, so we set up the the valued business community, and what we did there was we invited clients and we said, "Look, if this is the one place that we are going to put a message out there quickly, right? So as soon as the chancellor stands up, I will do a live saying this is what it means for ordinary business owners without all of that government speak, yeah, without all of that noise, right?" without the newspapers having their impression on it and everybody else having their impression and the friend down the pub or wherever it might be, yeah, everybody having different uh, conversations. What I want to do is make sure that actually we got facts out of our clients very quickly. So we set up the community and very, very quickly we had, I think it was about 50 clients just signed up straight away. But what we also find out, found was that we had clients saying, is it all right if my friend joins this as well? They're not a client valued. Yeah, not a problem because we want to help them. We had a couple of business groups that we work with. They said, is it all right if our members join? Yes, not a problem. So actually we suddenly realized that, you know what, we need to open this up. So we opened it up. You still have got to apply to join it. And that's a conscious decision because we want to make sure that the advice that's given out there is the right advice. But we have given the option for any business owner throughout the country to join the Value Facebook community. In that community, what we do is a number of things. The first thing that we do is, as I say, every single time that there is an announcement, I do a Facebook Live and I say what that announcement means to the business community. What we also do as well is if there's any uh, press updates, if there's any government updates there, 
we'll put those out just as a blog post potentially um if it's something that's not controversial if it is just purely fact-based we'll put that out there we also put things like how to actually apply for the the furlough scheme how to actually apply for the self-employed furlough scheme as well so clients have to apply themselves for the self-employed furlough scheme so we did a video on how to actually do that we put that in the group so that uh, it's uh, i guess the group's there for two reasons it's to make sure that the message can get out to all of our clients and we've got a very big number of our clients that use the group now we're a part of the group but it's also it's it's a way of me getting information out quickly to try and reduce some of the calls reduce some of the contact points that we're having so that actually we can focus on the clients that have the real issues and the real problems now obviously not every single client is on facebook so what we also do is we link that back to an email that goes out to clients roughly once a week as well uh, which summarizes the posts the blogs that have gone through there as well um what we've also started to do as well is we put a, a blog out every tuesday so there'll be a blog out goes uh, has gone out today on tuesday and we'll do a live again on that on thursday and we'll bring other business speakers in as well so we've had hr experts come in we've had people from the banking community come in there um i've done bits about what um, my team did bits last week about what it's like to work from home um and it's just a a great way of getting a con con uh, sorry a great way of getting a conversation flowing between clients but also potential clients and what we're seeing now is a lot of the clients that originally had said can i bring my friend in the friend is now asking us to be their accountant because actually they're not getting any support from their accountants they want more help they want more support so this is the way that we've done it yeah that's that's amazing so not just you know offering that clarity to what the government is saying you're absolutely right sometimes it is filled with government speak and <laughs> and as a business owner it's quite difficult to kind of comprehend that but in addition to that what you're doing is you're offering that you know one-to-one -one advice on how to put through yourself on a furlough scheme and what have you because you're you're absolutely right you can't do that for them yeah yeah i think the big thing we're all members of the same uh, communities on facebook on linkedin on, on online and a lot of it's a lot of accountants actually asking what would you do in this example what would you do in this case and accountants don't have all the answers we're trying our best to give as much clarity to our clients as we can get but sometimes clients just actually want that that arm around the shoulder they just want to know that actually somebody has their back somebody's there to help them somebody's there to support them and the whole idea of the community originally was to offer that arm around the shoulder to give them that support um it's evolved since then where it's going to go in 12 months time i'm not quite sure mm. is the honest answer um i think it will develop into a different a different beast um We've even talked about closing down our valued Facebook page and just having it as the community. But actually, it's it, it's morphing into a sort of a members-only group in there right now. So that's where we do the podcast first, and then we repurpose them on our LinkedIn, on our Twitter, on our uh, our general Facebook page. Um, so everything starts in the group and then filters out to the to the wider world. So it's become a bit of a marketing tool for you as well, in a way. Then I guess. It was never designed. Uh, it was never designed to be a marketing tool, but it certainly is helping to attract additional clients. But I think that that's probably leads on to another point. And one of the things I said before there was about the different groups that we're all members of, and it's things like the the furlough scheme, where all the accountants were saying how much do we charge for this. Uh, some people were charging twenty pound per employee. Some people were charging hundred pound minimum. Some charging 
500 pound minimum it was just there was a vast amount of um of pricing that was out there actually what i wanted to do and what i did was i, I laid my stall out very quickly and very early that valued were not in this to attract new clients it's become a byproduct and we have attracted clients from there but there's some videos on there very very early where i'm saying i'm not going to charge to put furlough claims in and we've not charged to put furlough claims in some people will think i'm absolutely crazy for doing that but <laughs> to me i want to help our clients and that was one of the ways that i could do it um the other thing that we did as well was we had people that would ring up and say i'm really struggling i'm not sure these are the people that aren't our clients we'd always refer them back to their their accountant give them a bit, bit of advice to go back to their accountant now what we'll find is they're actually still coming back and saying you know what i don't want to work with xyz i want to work with you guys because they see how we are interacting with our clients so to answer the question it was never designed as a marketing tool but it certainly finds us new clients on the back of that and I think that harks back to, I don't know if you'll remember this, Stephen, but we uh, when we, we did our testimonial with you in person, we were talking about the values of valued. And, you know, it always seems that valued has had fantastic values in, in the way that you uh, trust your, your clients and, you know, you try and help them through. And, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, that mutual, uh, mutual help. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it's, it's the human side of accountancy. Um, it's looking at it and trying to understand what makes each client different. So instead of us all having the business books, apologies, I haven't got the business books behind us here, <laughs> uh, but we're all meant to have the business books, I think, behind us on the podcast and everything or on the news. But actually, uh, to me, instead of reading all the business books, I'd say, let's make everybody a millionaire. Um, sometimes business owners just want additional time with the family. Sometimes they just want enough money coming in to pay the mortgage this month. Sometimes people just want to have that holiday that they've not had for X amount of years. They want the time to be able to go on holiday, not the money. Um, some people want uh, to build a, a vast business with lots of staff and lots of profit. And yeah, to me, it's actually about taking the time to to listen to the client and say, what do you really, really want? And I think this is the perfect time right now with COVID-19 to actually speak to the clients to communicate with the clients and say right what does the new normal look like for you what is it that you're trying to achieve here how many of us have all said in the past i wish i could get off the bus for five minutes and just stop the madness just breathe just actually realize why i'm doing what i'm doing and realize what i'm doing it for so the why and the what actually this is the time and it's been very very difficult for us as accountants to actually get that time I accept that, but as we are starting to get that time, I think this is the bit where we need to take that step back and go, right, what does the new normal look like? Let's stop waiting for the government to tell us what the new normal looks like. They'll tell us about social distancing at work. They'll tell us that we've got to put screens up. We've got to have one way in, one way out, different uh, days of work and different shift pattern, patterns, whatever it might be. That's all in the, the guidance that we've all read. Actually, what is the new normal? Is the new normal that we work from home? Is the new normal that actually we sack some of the clients that we never want to deal with anyway that are a pain in the backside? Is the new normal that actually we get some team members in that we've always wanted? Yeah, this is the opportunity right now to actually get your business how you want your business to be instead of letting the government decide what the new normal will be. Take that time to evaluate what you've got right now and take that time to understand what you want. And it's what actually comes from within you. I'm all right. I'm a 
a sole trader in this. I'm, I'm a, a limited company, but I'm a sole director in the company. I've got a, a management team that I consult with, but actually if you've got partners, then sit around the table with them, get on a Zoom session, get on a, a hangout, whatever it might be, and actually figure out what you want now and decide what the new normal looks like. Take stock. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Don't accept what is going to happen. Just actually realize that you can play a part in what that new normal looks like and don't be a victim. Don't just say, you know what, it's going to be the biggest, darkest, deepest recession that we've ever had. Actually decide what you're going to do before we get to that stage, if we get to that stage. I think that leads on quite nextly to, to my next real question then. So from your, your clients, from your, your colleagues, from, from whoever at the moment, you know, what are the key kind of questions that you're, you're getting and uh, what, what kind of response are you giving to this? Yeah, the questions that we're getting are very, very basic. What do I do? When can I go back to work? How should I employ somebody? Should I make everyone redundant? What can I do to save money? I'm not getting the question which says, how can I cancel your services? How can I cancel your fees? I don't get that question. We've had a couple of clients that have had the just cancelled. We have had a few that have said, I'm struggling. Can I have uh, Can I have some support? We, we will, and we have supported those guys. But I think, to me, it's very, very basic questions. It's the, the what and the hows. What do I do to actually get through this? Am I going to be all right? The simple answer is, Nobody knows what the answer is. Yeah, further on down the line, we don't know when all the bars are going to open. For those clients that are in the hospitality industry, we're starting to know when the retailers are going to be open. Now they've been told it's going to be the 15th of June. We don't know, yeah. But what we can do is we can give best advice. We can take time to listen to the client, to understand the, the person behind the business, and then give them the advice that's applicable to them as an individual and a, as a business owner, not a generic answer that we can give out to every single client. There's some basic stuff that we can give out as generic answers to every client. That's where we're using the community. But rather than actually say the same thing over and over and over 700 times, we put that in the community. We put that on the emails, but we're actually taking time to speak to clients and find out what their questions are. I think it's, it's not just about waiting for the phone to, to ring as well. It's actually about us picking up the phone the partner actually ringing every single client it's actually about the team ringing the clients because what we're seeing is that actually the team want to help the team understand what is happening if i can educate the team then the team can educate the clients and that what that's doing is actually empowering the team and our happiness scores internally have, have raised quite significantly um because of team happiness that could be working from home but I suspect it's also and um, then do more in terms of client contact as well. Yeah, that, that's that's great to hear. So you're really trying to be very proactive in how you're reaching out to these clients, and and rather than that reactivity, which you know, for most clients it can lead to a negative kind of opinion, um, especially given the circumstance that you know they might not be able to, they might not have time to just come and call you, you know, every time they've got a problem. Um, but yeah. Um, I think what we're doing as well is by having the community, we're actually giving the client the option to ask questions late at night. We've we've kind of, a couple of weeks ago, we've started to stop the late night telephone calls because we were getting at the stage where I was taking some calls at 11 o'clock on Friday night and you just think, this is crazy. Yeah, I need to see my family. Um, but actually, when you start explaining that to clients, then clients have actually started to back off a little bit mm. and they're actually 
posting questions on the community, which other business owners are able to answer, or we can get back later on as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the final things uh, we're going to go through today um, is uh, just just in terms of your practice, have you found time to make improvements at the moment? I know you've t- spoken a little bit about this taking stock and what have you, but have you had time for other changes such as improvements to technology, improvements to software, and, and how do you see that happening over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, uh, as I alluded to before, as I said before, we've acquired a new practice. That new practice was all desktop-based. They didn't have any laptops. So one of the very first things that we had to do was go out and buy uh, five new laptops, I think it was. Um, Probably the worst time you ever want to buy laptops. The price of them just went through the roof. Uh, Wish I'd seen that one coming, but hey-ho. We've gone, we've upgraded the telephone system. Other than that, there's not a lot of software changes that I could see us want to do over the next six to 12 months. Um, we would have the foresight to actually change that already. To me, it's, it's more around our service offering for clients. So it's actually saying to clients, right, how do you want us to interact? When do you want us to interact? So we're doing a lot more conversations through uh, Zoom now, through Google Hangouts now. Um, we aren't going out to clients' premises. That is because of COVID-19 and social distancing, but actually clients are now telling us that this is the way that they want to interact. They're not bothered about me going and seeing them in their premises. Um, I think that that will be the new norm for me. Um, working from home will become the new norm for me. That's probably the biggest thing I've got to do in the next two weeks is actually decide what will happen. Um, I've already told my team uh, a couple of weeks ago that we will not be opening the office until the end of this month but I need to make that decision again to say, right, actually, do I want to start opening the office up? Um, apart from that, it's then just a case of actually speaking to clients and find out what they want and making sure that we can offer that, the service to all of those clients because one of the things that we've seen is our new uh, new fees, our new clients, or fees from new clients is dramatically improved in the last 10 weeks. Yeah, it's, it's gone up. Uh, I think it's around about 30% increase to what we'd seen this time last year. So it's a, a massive increase in such a horrible time period. Mm. We've got to make sure that we've got the internal systems right to be able to cope, cope with that increase in demand. That's that's what I'm going to be spending my next couple of weeks working on. Yeah, so you were, you were pretty, pretty future-proof. So Corona, I guess, didn't hit you, or COVID-19 didn't hit you quite as, quite as hard in the sense of, of technology issues. Um, I mean... Talking about the offices, this this kind of makes you think whether the WeWork offices might actually work now, rather than just being a huge, uh, huge uh, black hole in terms of uh, money pit. <laughs> yeah, without shadow of without shadow of doubt. I think it, to me, we've got. We always, I knew I was acquiring this other firm. I knew I was bringing a new member of staff on. Um, I've got six people without a desk in my office in concert right now. I've got the desks, I've got the, well, they've got the computers, they've got the screens, they've got all that technology, but what they haven't got is a physical desk in an office, and I haven't gone up and actually put them a physical desk in their space in that office. Actually, I don't know what that bit looks like yet. That's why I need to decide what it will be. So it's not just things like we work, it's actually hot desks in our offices. And I think that'll become the future. Um, I I could actually see a day where we have a space for clients to drop records off, but actually we don't have 
22 people sitting in an office between nine and five. I think flexi working will become more prominent. I think work from home will become more prominent. And I think that will be the new norm. And it's it's up to me as a business owner to decide what will happen with that before my team come and ask me the questions. I want to be proactive in that. I want to be able to go to them and say, look, this is what's on, on offer and give them the options and let them choose. Because I think people will remember COVID-19 coronavirus and the businesses that stood and the people that stood alongside them. They will also remember the businesses that tried to make a lot of money on the back of this. They'll also remember the employees that actually didn't help, that didn't support, that didn't communicate. You've got some businesses where they've just, they've put people, the furloughed people nine weeks ago and they've not spoke to them for those nine weeks. Actually valued, we've not furloughed one employee and I'm very, very proud of that. Um, that has helped us from a capacity point of view, from a new client point of view. But what it's also done is it's made sure that we speak to our team at least twice a day. We have a, a morning hangout and we have an afternoon hangout. It's how we start every day. Um, five days a week we do that. Um, we do a social one on a Friday afternoon where we all sit and have a beer with people as well. Um, to me, it's about helping our team to be the best that they can be. That's perfect. And I think what we'll do is we'll end it there today. Uh, Stephen, thanks so much for joining. It really has been very much appreciated. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Just before I sign off, I'd like to mention our From Tax Calc with Love campaign, with its heartfelt aim of supporting our wonderful NHS, raising funds to make visors, scrubs and scrub bags for the fantastic frontline medical staff. If you'd like to donate, you can find our GoFundMe page. Just search in Google for From Tax Calc with Love or go on GoFundMe and search for Tax Calc. Thank you for joining us and please stay tuned for the next Tax Cow podcast. Thank you.